0: Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John Pedro Show. At 106, on this actually delightful, my goodness, bonus Wednesday, Folks, you are listening to The John DiPietro Show. It's a.m. 1380 and 99.9 FM. My goodness, just heard the forecast. Today is a day for the ages. I love saying the 67 degrees, a bonus day. Tomorrow, more of the same. Nice weather. How about Saturday and Sunday? It's going to be in the 70s. My goodness. And good weather on Election Day. And I'm glad for all the candidates because it's good weather for them to be out. This portion of the program and it's brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. They're waiting for you. A great meal, a feast is waiting for you. Located right off of 146, the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So I want to, um, I want to get you up to speed on some of the news of the day, and. Let's see, just some of the headlines that I'm seeing, especially local. It's still very fluid. Megan Kelly slams Meghan Markle, constantly referring to Prince Harry as her husband. And why is that? He is, though, right? We get it. Oh, okay. You bagged the gorilla. Constantly referring to her husband. Calls her a liar, claiming to have never looked him up before meeting him. All right, I don't know why she's going after her like that, but okay. Um. <laughs> Well, he is technically her, he is her husband, as a matter of fact. But anyhow, let's get closer to home. Folks, the race right now, the race is actually, I should say, I mean, nationwide, it's uh, it's incredible what is happening as far as. Instead, Oh, I see. Ashley Kalis says here, when she called a Chicago contractor a bottom, she wasn't referencing gay sex, but meant he was a bottom feeder, bottom of the barrel. I see. You seem like a bottom. So she was asked that. Now, I took that as a bottom of the barrel. Oh, okay. So the, the cackle immediately jumps to, is that a gay I think? Ugh. Well, the media is certainly going after her. Let's see if anybody wants to, in fact, bring up the fact that there is no disclosure with the lieutenant governor. I took it as a bottom feeder. Uh, Well, I'm going to say here's what needs to happen. I, I believe it's. It is Tuesday's election. I, I think it's single digits. I'll say that the race is single digits. But I, I will not, I don't believe that that Ashley Kalis is in the lead. I don't believe that. And the McKee people, folks, they are firing at all cylinders. I would imagine they have someone going through anything she's done, anything she's done, in Chicago, anywhere, and trying to find any type of complaint or anything. And, and just so we're clear, that's, I mean, it is fear. It's not bottom of the barrel. If, if uh, they're going after his record, she doesn't have a record. She doesn't have a record, so they can go after the way she has comported herself. And part of that is some of the language, and that is where people are going to have to decide whether or not how much that comes into play. But it's just it's a little much that the, the guy of um, the guy that is like hang up on them and he gets so mad at the media and reporters and calls her despicable behavior. The majority of voters have already dismissed her as a credible candidate. I I don't believe that. I'm hearing from more and more people. Go, you know, go Ashley. They want her. I still think she needs to make more. More headway in the northern part of the state. I'll say this. If. If the. If the media wants to go after Ashley Kalis, which they are, the Republican candidate, who's fair game. I think you, she's not the only candidate. There's certainly a story sitting right now, sitting there, on DePietro.com. So, I, but that's more the city solicitor in Central Falls, the city solicitor in Central Falls. All right, I want to play some of the sound. The, I I kind of like. You can almost tell. There's a lot of panic that the talking points that the Democrat Party has used that that they're getting very, very nervous of where all of this is going. And very, very uncomfortable, as a matter of fact. To oh wow, this is just breaking. Washington Commander owner Dan Snyder announced they've hired Bank of America consider potential transactions. They, um, the NFL, really wants that guy out of there, and they really want him. Um, they want him not owning a team anymore. I don't blame them. As a matter of fact, but let's go to next next Tuesday night. Could be a big night. I, I'm not going to rule out Ashley Kalis. I know a lot of people are. I, I think it's interesting that, that Governor McKee's people want to make the argument that their their argument is like she shouldn't even be running. She shouldn't even be, and you know that. I, I don't. I don't know about that. He he's got a temper. He he lost it. He called a press conference to yell at reporter Tom Mooney. He gets so mad at Channel Twelve. He blames them for the FBI investigation. He was correcting Tim White, uh, Tim, just like you corrected Matt Brown. You need to do that here. Bah bah ba. So I, I don't. But, but what I think is if people say, you know, Ashley Kalis, she is a fighter. I mean, is there anyone that has any type of sympathy for what goes on at the state house? It would be nice that there's someone not in the club who is butting heads with the speaker and the Senate president. I think the fact that Governor McKee feels... That every time you're dealing with the union heads and you're dealing with the Speaker's office and and the Senate president, that you go on bended knee to kiss the ring to them. I I think a lot of people what like, the hell with that? How has that worked out? How has that worked out for us? All right, I want to play Election Day now, less than a week away. President Obama, Mike Pence is hitting the campaign trail. I don't. He's not coming into Rhode Island, that's for sure. All right, let's see it. This is the Today Show piece.
1: Right around
2: the corner, I'm Savannah Hoda. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. Election day now, less than a week away. And in these closing days of the campaign, candidates in both parties are bringing in the heavy hitters to try and make a final push to voters. NBC's Chief White House correspondent, Kristen Welker,
1: joins us with the very latest on this. Hey, Kristen, good morning.
3: Hey Craig, good morning to you. Democrats and Republicans are sharpening their final pitch to voters. For Republicans, really zeroing in on the economy. And for Democrats, they're defending their record on the economy while also discussing everything from abortion to threats to democracy. And while Republicans do seem to have much of the momentum right now, control of Congress is still very much in play. In the final sprint to the midterm elections, both parties are calling in their heavyweights to deliver closing arguments in key battleground states.
4: I'm here to ask you to vote.
3: Overnight, former President Obama rallying Democrats in Nevada, where polls show incumbent Senator Catherine Cortez Masto in a tight race with Republican Adam Laxalt. Mr. Obama taking on Republicans. That's their agenda. They're not interested in actually solving problems.
4: They're interested in making you angry and finding somebody to blame.
3: Mr. Obama is officially set to reunite with his longtime political partner, President Biden, on Saturday in critical Pennsylvania, where Democrat John Fetterman is running neck and neck with Republican Mehmet Oz in that closely watched Senate race. But it's a different story in Florida, where Democratic Senate nominee Val Demings and the nominee for governor, Charlie Crist, are both trailing their GOP rivals, Senator Marco Rubio and Governor Ron DeSantis. With his own job approval ratings underwater, President Biden campaigning for Demings and Crist, making part of his closing argument about threats to democracy, pointing to nearly 300 GOP candidates on the ballot who have denied or questioned the results of the 2020 election. Democracy is on the ballot this
0: year. No, it's in not. Georgia,
3: Republicans getting a boost from former Vice President Mike Pence, lending his support to Governor Brian Kemp, now leading his Democratic opponent, Stacey Abrams, in a new poll. We got a real Brian Kapp. But the Georgia Senate race is still fiercely competitive, despite numerous revelations rocking the contest in the last month, with Republican Herschel Walker and Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock deadlocked, a sign that control of Congress is still very much up for grabs and could come down to all important independent and undecided voters with less than a week to go until the midterms. Now, in these closing days of the campaign, some notable alliances are starting to form. Congresswoman Liz Cheney, the Republican vice chair of the January 6th committee, who lost her bid for real election, is voicing her support for Ohio Democratic Senate candidate Tim Ryan. Expect to see other big names on the trail in these closing days, including former President Trump, who heads to Iowa tomorrow and Pennsylvania over the weekend. Craig.
0: You know, that business with Liz Cheney, that's really annoying. Like, what, what is your problem? You, you lost. You got knocked out. What, what, what is this? Come on. Ridiculous. But, boy, it is close. This could end up, in, in some ways, at 117. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and ninety nine point nine FM. Some questions on the local election. Can Seth Magaziner get above 50%? Does Seth Magaziner against Alan Funk, does he need to get above 50%? I, I don't know about that. I'm not I don't know. I don't that race could be decided with neither one of them at fifty percent. In fact, I think it will be decided. But could Ashley Kalis have a big night tomorrow night on channel ten, Gene Velicenti? Debate against Governor McKee. Could she have a big night and with the momentum go into the lead in the final week of the campaign? That remains to be seen. The lieutenant governor's race. Aaron Gukian. Can he overtake Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos? As Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe said earlier, he thinks it's closer than she likes. I think he's gaining, and I think that is a race to watch. I think Aaron can win. Now, some of the other races, I'm going to vote for that James Lanthrop. That mayor of Central Falls does not have experience. I'm going to vote for Pat Cordalessa. I think he'd make a very good secretary of state. So, now I want to play, this is GMA. And again, this is their piece on the countdown to the midterms. Days away,
4: President Biden and former President Barack Obama hitting the campaign trail on the final stretch. Obama headlined a rally last night in Nevada, which could determine control of the Senate. Janae Norman is on the scene in Las Vegas. Good morning,
1: Janae. Hey, George, good morning. Former President Obama brought his hope and change optimism, encouraging Nevadans to vote early and vote blue down the ballot as vulnerable Democrats struggle with voters here. And we spoke to many voters struggling themselves who say they voted for Democrats before but are now voting Republicans hoping for change. Tonight, Democrats in Nevada bringing in their biggest star, former President Barack Obama, trying to shore up support in the silver state. This election requires every single one of us to do our part. It's that important. Obama saying the basic foundation of our democracy is at risk as recent polls show a dead heat between Democratic Senator Catherine Cortez Masto and challenger Adam Laxalt, a pro-Trump Republican who sought to overturn the state's 2020 election results. This race- ...could tilt balance of power in the Senate to Republicans. President Biden himself hitting the trail, sounding the alarm in former President Trump's home state that a Republican-controlled Congress could have dire consequences.
2: We're coming after Social Security and Medicare in a big way. Folks here in Florida, you need to know this.
1: But across the country, kitchen table issues like rising inflation and the economy appear to be helping Republicans make headway with voters. Democrat Tim Ryan on defense overnight in Ohio as those issues dominated a Senate town hall.
0: I think when it comes to inflation, we need a tax cut. We need to put money in people's pockets if we're going to weather the storm here.
1: Republican nominee J.D. Vance... Trying to tie Ryan to Biden policies.
0: The Biden administration, backed by Tim, uh, supported a lot of borrowing and spending, throwing fuel on the fire, which has caused the price of everything to go up.
1: Democrats are optimistic. Issues like abortion can help turn the tide in razor-thin races like in Georgia, where recent polls show Republican Herschel Walker gaining ground on Senator Raphael Warnock. But Walker, an anti-abortion candidate, is facing new fallout after a second woman came forward claiming he encouraged her to have an abortion after a multi-year affair nearly three decades ago, sitting down with our Juju Chang. It's very hard considering the fact that he is someone who is professing so emphatically that he is against abortion in any instance. And that is height of hypocr- hypocrisy walker denies the allegations saying he's never met the woman despite a photo of the pair from 2019 and corroboration from two women who say they were aware of the affair in the 90s As the races continue heating up ahead of election day, Representative Liz Cheney, once a reliable Republican, endorsed two Democrats yesterday in Michigan, saying it was the first time she'd campaigned for a Democrat. Representative Alyssa Slotkin there, also endorsing Tim Ryan in Ohio, goes to show George just how much she believes is at stake here.
0: Now that race is one to watch. That race, boy, Ohio, I I think J.D. Vance pulls it out. I think J.D. Vance um, I think he pulls out Ohio. I I think the, the the polling numbers in some of these states they're they're much bigger than people are led to believe. Now I also want to play that CBS. I played this earlier. They did a really um, impressive piece on Chris Mayor Alan Fung. Red versus blue. Listen to this with Ed O'Keefe, who is their senior. Correspondent, political correspondent.
2: What are Republicans going to do to fight inflation? We've got to
4: uh, make sure that we spend wisely, targeted strategic spending, no more of this blank checks that are going out under the failed policies of Speaker Pelosi. Next, we also have to make sure that, you know, we're um, bringing back some of the jobs to our country, fixing up the infrastructure. You know, all of that will help our economy here. And lastly, the biggest issue. The no this energy independence. While we're transitioning to a renewable energy economy, we have to stay focused on making sure that a lot of our oil and the gas
2: are still coming out of our even drilled but uncompleted wells. When you talk about bringing manufacturing jobs back or, like your website says, and fixing up the ports here in Rhode Island, it sounds like you would have been a yes vote for the big infrastructure bill. Yes, I would have. And, you know, and I get it that, you know, a lot of Republicans
4: might not have been in favor of it, but it's important, critically important to, you know, many of, not just Rhode Islanders, people in the New England area where you've got older bones. Not only just talking about roads and bridges, we're talking about sewer lines, water lines that really need to be happening.
2: I've been covering campaigns and elections for a little while. I cannot recall ever having to come to Rhode Island Yes. to cover a competitive race. Yes. What's going on in Rhode Island that yeah. is making it possible that you, a Republican, might win?
4: The small state in the union is gonna have a loud voice. We have an opportunity to bring back the voice, a Republican voice, not just for Rhode Island, but all of New England, which has been missing for you know a few years now. And it's important that we have that balance. Someone that's willing to go down there, roll up the sleeves, be that hard work in a bipartisan manner. There's
2: only one Republican in Congress from New England right now. Yes. Susan Collins. Yes. The Republican brand doesn't do as well in these parts. You know a big part of the reason is because of the guy who's seen as the leader of the party, over President Donald Trump. He has not endorsed you, right? No. He hasn't. He, would you like his endorsement? Would it help? The endorsement that's
4: important for me uh, the people in this second district, the people of Rhode Island. You know, I like Susan Collins a lot. She's you know contributing my campaign. I model myself after Charlie Baker, you know, the governor of Massachusetts. Chris Sununu, the governor of New Hampshire. You know, I, that's how I've governed 12 years as mayor, working across the aisle, solving solutions.
2: I read correctly that part of the reason you became a republican is because you had run you wanted to run for city council the democrats told you go run for school council instead and you said screw it i'm gonna go what actually happened is they actually
4: told me that they didn't have a spot for me and the republican party was welcoming to me we aligned especially on the fiscal issues fiscal policies you know pro uh pro business party that supposedly has been welcoming to minorities wasn't back because they didn't have a spot for me. Well, the Republicans are welcoming. We're I'm proud to be part of a group of fresh faces that's with our name on the ballot that hopefully is gonna do some great things for you know our neighborhoods our states and our country
2: so if the democrats who said yes to you years ago you might be running for congress this year as a democrat in another world no i'm sitting here as a republican proud to be you know a republican that
4: is fiscally responsible doing the right things for us and you know it's it's something that i'm honored to you know
0: be on the ballot this year. Now, folks, that is Mayor Fung. That was a national piece with Ed O'Keefe. And I think what's amazing about that, though, at 127, what Mayor Fung and his team have to do is they have to close it out. They have run a very, very good race. And now they have to close it out. Now they have to. And I know this Saturday they're having a huge get out the vote huge get out the vote. I think they also have to be very careful, because you're still talking about Magaziner, the unions, the Democrat Party, they'll do anything to try to win. They'll do, they'll vote twice. Keep in mind, Mayor Fung is up against the machine. Mayor Fung, he has an assignment tomorrow night, tomorrow afternoon, excuse me, Channel 10, he's debating Seth Magaziner. Mayor Fung needs to hold his own. I think he will. He's he's done very well so far. He has some extra things to go after. I think the bigger worry for Mayor Fung is the Democrat Party machine and mail ballots. They're going to have to be prepared to challenge that. This is really David versus Goliath. Mayor Fung... On, on Tuesday night or next Wednesday, he either, his political career is over or he becomes a national figure and it's just beginning. But it also gives you a sense of just how much they battle for congressional seats. It's just, it's another level. Now, I, I get the mailers on. It, it means nothing to me. On both sides, by the way, at this point. But the, the Fung people and the PAC supporting him, they're sending out, you know, the full color, double-sided. Those are expensive mailers. Years ago, that would have been incredible to have. I'm not convinced as much. I think a lot of people toss out. The mail's not what it was. Got to find other ways to reach them. I think Fung, is the, I, he is the candidate that I believe people want. There's a feeling at, with Cranston Mayor Alan Fung that he, he gives off the feeling. People feel he's one of us. He was mayor of Cranston. He's a moderate, which I think is fine. He is himself. He's authentic. He left very popular. He left more popular than when he came in. And I think people feel bad that he left just because he was term limited out, ran for governor twice against a very tough opponent in Gina Raimondo. I think it's true Magaziner's won twice as general treasurer, but who were his real... He didn't have real stiff competition. Magaziner is so unpopular. He's so unlikable. The guy is just, there's nothing there. I know he's smart, and I know he did, I'm not like totally blinded to capable job as treasurer. But I don't think it escapes people that he was going to run for governor, then switch races. He wasn't living in the district. I think that the the whole element of Fung, we're going to know, is if Mayor Fung can win cranston Warwick. He needs to win cranston Warwick. If the city of Cranston disappoints Mayor Fung, there's problems. As I told you, in the past, in 2014, Mayor Fung beat Gina Raimondo in CD2. In 2018, if you take Trillo out of the mix, he would have won there again. Mayor Fung does very well. Cranston, Warwick, West Warwick, Coventry, Johnston. He needs to have a big night. They need every vote possible. Because the magazine of people are not... They're not going to leave anything on the table. This is total desperation. Folks, this portion of the program, 131, on this very pleasant Wednesday. It's, by it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Are you on Menden Road right now? You are? I'm envious. You could pop in and see our friend Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. And you're going to find inside. Number one, the service is great. Best products, great products also. They have some that are made locally. Not everything's made locally. It's My Health. They do feature vitamins, herbal remedies. Trusted companies understand quality, integrity. Local products, ice, honey, maple, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. At It's My Health, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, with the Queen of Health, Marie, they have over 250 Bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce with box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products, natural skincare products, much more. Right now, on this Wednesday, pop in and see Marie, and it's my health. Right in that historic white church, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Yes, pop in and see Marie. And maybe you'll pick up some delicious tea. There are some people that are really into trying different teas and herbs, plus the hemp and CBD products. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. Well, folks, at one thirty-three. so the McKee people are counting on this story that has come out about Republican Ashley Kalis with some rather salty language, to put it mildly. And... Exactly. Um, they feel that that basically makes her unsuitable to serve as as governor because of her tone and mannerisms and the way she was talking to this contractor in Chicago. I don't know about that. I We're going to find out on Tuesday night. Do Rhode Islanders say, you know what, if it's going to be an outsider that. Is going to go and um, go after the insiders at the State House. I'm all about it. Now, I also see this is a story I'm seeing. Attorney General Peter Naronda labels attacks on McKee unfair. Mid debate, Ashley Kalis tweeted a photo of herself on Halloween dressed as an FBI agent. Quoted, um, Let's see. Ba ba ba. Let's see, McKee, Senator Governor. We went out early, blah 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 with education. When asked again on Tuesday if any arm of the administration had been subpoenaed by the state or federal authorities, the governor's person said, as the governor said he's not been interviewed with subpoena related to the matter. For information on the scope of any review, or if I can recommend you reach out. You know, I, I don't I don't I don't know if I believe that actually, since they're, they're also dishonest about the test scores. For the record, Nerona's federal counterpart, the U.S. attorney, has not commented. So what did Nerona actually say? Has he publicly endorsed McKee? In response to a journal inquiry, they provide an October 12th link, his comment, of course, with the radio surrogate, Dan Pork. As for the inquiry he acknowledged was underway a year ago, I don't think it should come and surprise to anyone when there's a lot of federal dollars at stake. Federal government may review it. I understand it's an election. I understand people want to score points. I get that. But nobody should draw any conclusions. We've reviewed, investigated, looked at more things. And we've done other things, turn into something. My assessment, until it turns into something, everyone assumes there's nothing. What does your gut say when your opponent will characterized a criminal under FBI investigation? I think it's unfair. There's no prosecutor, state of federal, has made any public statement in the matter. Wait a minute. What do you, your gut say when your opponent characterizes a criminal under FBI investigation who can't concentrate on anything else because of the pressure of it? Um, there's no prosecutor, blah, blah, blah. Presumption should be that no one is engaged in criminal misconduct. I understand how difficult it is for this governor. There's not much more I can say. Asked by the journal to confirm he's backing McKee, he responded in this statement. As a Democrat running for attorney general, I'm supporting my fellow Democrats up and down the ticket. Because like me, they're committed to fighting for Rhode Islanders on the ticket that matters the most. From my perspective as a candidate seeking re-election, blah, blah, blah. See, he doesn't endorse Governor McKee. So... That, that was not truthful. So this business of Governor McKee and, and his pal, Pork Boy, saying that, that he's endorsing me is not true. <laughs> Gee, what a surprise. At this point in time, I'll stand with the attorney general said it's unfair, which means dishonest. Peter Narona is not endorsing Dan McKay. Is he backing him? So the answer is no. But see how they that was all done by design. Port Boy purposely had him on for the sole purpose of trying to weasel it in that way. Must be more work on the campaign. I, I don't. I mean, it's just. It just seems to be one thing after another. Folks, right now at 137, you're listening to the John DiPietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Hey, this portion of the program is brought to my My Gun Guy Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. For all of your firearms, accessories, ammo, Competition Shooting Supplies. You can also look for him on Facebook or them, I should say, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket, arms for all skill levels, selection assistance, gun fittings. And remember, right now, it's 138 on this Wednesday. If you have some firearms, maybe you'd like to be a little more liquid, so to speak. Maybe someone passed away and left a gun collection. Why not? Either sell them to John Francis already, can sell them on consignment. Competition shooting supplies. Easy to get to. Take the last exit in Rhode Island, uh, which is exit 2A. Think of Second Amendment, 2A. Then you're going to go past the Attleboro train station, and then you just go straight into the intersection of Newport Avenue and Benefit Street. Hang a left, and boom, there you are at competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Folks, this portion of the John DiPietro Show, it's also brought to you by Matthews Energy Company. Now, everyone is talking about the high cost. Electricity, natural gas. This isn't solar. Matthews Energy Company can save you money. And if you mention one, you start with a $50 credit. Matthews Energy Company. Call today, 401 942 7500 Let them help you save money. Matthews Energy Company, 401-942-7500. Four generations, they'll help you save money. Call them, 401 942 And if you mention, he's a big fan of One After Dark, you will get a $50 credit. Matthews Energy Company, save money on your electricity and your natural gas Call them free quote 4019427500. Now, I want to just check some of the headlines. So tomorrow is the day of the final debates, and they will be on what is this story locally on no, Sheriff Tom Hodgson, who's just terrific. Let me um, I think I have audio on this. Nope, I don't. okay. Senator Markey's leading a chorus, Democrats, criticizing our guy, Tom Hartson. New ad they say is anti-Semitic. It's reference to George Soros. In a video posted, he tarred his Democrat ch- challenger, Paul Harreau. It's backed by two outside groups. You know what? I'll, I'll play it. Let me play it and we'll hear it for ourselves. Now, I also, though, want to go on the Channel 10 website. I want to make sure I have the times correct for the debates tomorrow. We're not exactly promoting them heavily. Okay. Here we go. Decision 2022, uh, November 3rd. Sappensley Hall, NBC 10, blah, blah, blah. All right. So the CD2 debate is 4 o'clock. The governor's debate is 7 o'clock. And the debates are free and open to the public. Those who attend may take part in a post debate focus group. That's interesting. So four o'clock break, seven o'clock. So that is uh, that that is big. And then that's the finale. But I want to see some of this video with Hillary, Kamala Harris, and the the current governor who took over for Cuomo, New York, they're gonna have a rally in New York. I I don't I I mean, could you get two of the most unpopular people are Vice President Harris. And also Hillary Clinton. Are you sure she's she's helpful? She's helpful in a debate. She is. Huh. Marky Dems rebuked Sheriff Hodgson of a campaign ad referencing Soros. That's not. I want to. Dog whistle of anti-Semitism. I don't think that's true. I think I mean we're obviously with Sheriff Hodgson a hundred percent. I mean the guy is a is a hero for crying out loud. Okay. This is uh the Sheriff Hodgson thirty second ad. I think that's it.
4: Every day, cities such as New York and Chicago have been taken over by violent criminals because politicians supported by George Soros and his followers don't believe that criminals should be in jail. These groups support my opponent. They have their sights set
1: on our way of life.
4: As your sheriff, I will keep fighting to keep us from becoming the next community devastated by crime where decent people are afraid to walk the streets. Public safety has always and will continue to be my top priority. 100%.
0: Hundred percent. I mean, the guy is a hero for crying out loud. He is. I mean, please tell me, he's got to win. You just, you just don't get, you just don't get public servants like that. Sheriff Hudson is. He is just the real deal. He's got to win. He has to prevail. Now, notice he talks about crime. I've said that. I think it's an issue. I think that Ashley Kalis is leaving leaving some things on the table. Leaving some things, whatever you want to say. I think she, she, I think she, but listen, Ash, what, the one thing you know about Ashley Kalis, she's spending close to $5 million of her own money. Four point seven. She has the right to run, the type of campaign that she wants to run. Now, I have more sound. I also think it's at 144 on this Wednesday, November 2nd. Good afternoon, folks. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. It is um, something that I want to see is that I want to see what's going to how this is, is going to play out. They, the, the Democrat Party is essentially trying to hide Biden. I don't think it helps Biden that he's going to be campaigning in Pennsylvania on Saturday where they're trying to help that that um, they're trying to help Fetterman against Dr. Oz. All right, I'm seeing some new polling numbers, the debate. Senate debate shows little impact. 48% say they believe Fetterman's stroke does not affect his ability to do the job. 46% of those who saw it said the stroke's not a serious concern. 22% said the stroke was a concern, doesn't change the vote. 27% didn't see the debate. 72% of voters say they know someone who suffered from a stroke had a similar problem to Fetterman's. Hmm. Boy, I didn't. I don't I don't I, I find that hard to believe. I here's here's there's two races that I am not convinced that that voters are being completely honest about how they're gonna vote. One is I don't think people wanna come out and say they don't want to, they're not going to vote for the guy that had the stroke because they, you know, they just don't like the way it would sound. They, they, they don't want to seem um, as if somehow that's, you know, they, they don't want to come out that way. I, I also think locally, the lieutenant governor race, I believe that a lot of people are not, admitting that they don't want to vote for Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos. I don't think so. This business of the, the way they're completely operating on fear tactics in, in, the, in the race for Congress. It's, it's absolutely just embarrassing completely embarrassing. NBC reporter, voter ID laws disproportionately impact trans people. Let me hear this years up to hit the
2: polls, transgender voters are concerned they might be blocked from casting their ballots. Yeah, that's
1: because a growing number of states are enforcing stricter voter identification laws that disproportionately impact the community.
0: NBC Out reporter Joy ur joins us now with more on this show. Good morning to you. So first of all, how can voter ID laws create obstacles for transgender people? And where do we see some of the strictest voter ID laws?
1: Sure, Yeah. So voter ID laws disproportionately impact trans people because trans people are more likely to have IDs without the name uh, that they go by and the gender marker that reflects how they present. And recent research shows that just over 200,000 eligible trans voters in uh, 31 states that both conduct their elections mostly in person and require or request ID at the polls don't have IDs that reflect their gender identities and the names they go by. Um, And, you know, the states that have the strictest voter ID laws are mostly concentrated in the south and midwest so you're you know tennessee wisconsin kansas so voters there
0: are going to be most good to see you and it's you know i mean you this whole business so voter id laws affect transgender voters more i I mean why why are we always being told that i i I just now i also want to mention i did folks if you want to send me email good afternoon right now it's 148 You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. If you log on at depietro.com, and I encourage you to do it, there's a story that the rest of the media seems to be ignoring. I think it's pertinent. If we're talking about transparency, if we're talking about uh, elected officials and transparency and and, uh, proper disclosure, You'll enjoy the city solicitor story, the city solicitor from Central Falls story on dipetro.com that I don't think serves the public well. But if you want to email me, just log on at dipetro.com, and then you'll see you can click on Contact John. So you can see that story. I mean, I had also a while ago did a story. The, the governor's race has really gotten Really, really nasty. And then you also, how about the rest of the media? They're not even talking about the columnists who attacked the son of Ashley Kalis. They're silent about that. They are ignoring the Central Falls Code of Ethics. Now, I did get an email, and up up at the top, you see Home, Meet John DePietro, Radio Show Shop, Advertise Contact. Now, the reason I mention that is I do receive email. And you can shoot that under contact. An email I got from Brian says, number one, that he feels, he thinks there's a lot of support in northern Rhode Island for Ashley Kalis. He sees a lot of signs in Smithfield, in Cumberland, in Lincoln. I hope so. She needed to gain ground there. That's why she had that rally in Pawtucket. Ashley Kalis, if Governor McKee is counting on pounding her in Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls and East Providence. He's counting on it. The McKee people feel that their path to victory is that what is through there. Now also, Brian also said, how come no one talks about what what David Cicilline did bankrupting the city of Providence? It, it because there's nothing new to the story. It's been vetted as much as possible that, that no one can ignore. That was a major story in 2011. That was a major story in 2012. But after a while, there's nothing more new to say about it. Now, if, his, if the, the opponent John Laughlin, who ran against Cicilline, tried to bring that to the forefront. And Bill Rapley, rest in peace of Channel 10, ignored it. But Laughlin tried to. Cicilline lied on the debate stage. He did. Um, Brendan Darty ran against him and tried to highlight it. He did. And it was covered. Cicilline prevailed. How come no one's talking about it? There's nothing new to say about it. It's been vetted. If Cicilline is gonna get knocked out of office, and I believe this is his last term, it's, it's not going to be because of the condition he left Providence. First of all, he's he's not going to be knocked out. He's he's not. And I that CD one, Congressional District One, is I still believe I think it's still the most Democrat district in the entire country, it would take a special type of candidate to win in CD1. And I like Alan Waters. I've met Alan Waters. He's trying but you don't see a lot from that campaign, but it's it's really tough because it's almost fill in the blank. And Cicilline wins 60-40, 65-35, somewhere in that vicinity. So I don't think that, but, but I don't think that's a winning message. I think the winning message is that people would like to be represented, that people would like some balance. So it's not that how come no one's talking about it. What, what, there's nothing more new to say about it. He's being judged on his congressional record. Uh, You know, and I get, not everyone understands how the media works, how the news works. I get that. I hear that. Unfortunately, I have to deal with it every day. How come no one's talking? Because there's nothing new to say about it. Like I, you know, as I've said in the past, if you put on the news and they said, our big story, the flights are all landing on time at TF Green Airport, that's not... Our top story, the flights are all landing on time at Logan. That, that's not a story. It was a crash at the airport. Where there's some kind of something went wrong. That's a story. It's the ultimate dog bites man is not a story. Man bites dog is a story. I get it. People don't fully understand how the media operates. Try to explain that to people. How come no one's talking about Because there's nothing more to be said. You watch the news tonight. Now, right now, it's one fifty-four on Wednesday, November 2nd. Watch the news tonight. See if there's anything in the evening news about Vietnam. See if there's anything in the evening news about 9-11. How come no one's talking about 9-11? Because there's nothing more to be reported on. You know, newsrooms start with a slate. Here's our top story. And then things get whittled down. This is not as important. This is not as important. This is not as important. How come no one's talking? Oh, my God. Something that is remarkable is the Capitol Police. They have video of that guy breaking into the Pelosi house. And. But no one was watching it. Now, that's a problem with the surveillance. Because it sounds like it's still reliant on, on a human to be watching the screen. I would be under the impression that the screen would be sensitive enough. Hear me out. That if, if there was something uh, like that, it didn't pick it up until there were police on the scene. So I don't know what to make of that. This has to be a way... That they can configure something, that if someone breaks a window, breaks a door, some action on the screen, other than just someone walking by, that it would trigger some kind of an alarm. So I think that highlights a flaw in the security of the country. So, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show on this Wednesday is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Brickney Hill Road in Lincoln. Right now, if you're on 146, you could take the exit for Breakneck Hill Road, and boom, there you are, the Lodge Puppin' Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Lunch, dinner, drinks, the lounge, but you could even sit out on that deck. Now, I also want to remind people, you still have time. you got about six weeks left. If you want to get your driveway paved, J. Perry Paving, they'll do it. This is who you want to call, J, letter J, J. Perry Paving paving give them a call today they give you a free quote Jade perry paving now the reason i mentioned it's time sensitive because they can't do this type of work when it gets really cold so you got about six weeks left high quality fair pricing exceptional service resident commercial seal coating J perry paving free estimate any project Call them, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Residential, commercial, whether it's a brand-new paving project or just a cracked driveway, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. Affordable, smooth, and safe to drive on? Hey, get your driveway paved before the wintertime. J. Perry Paving, 401 401- 732 1730 And remember, if you're a veteran, no one has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. Call them for free quote, free estimate, any project. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. Well, folks, good afternoon on this delightful Wednesday. It's John DePetro. It's 158 on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Depetro.com. How about the fact Arizona is a dead heat with that Senate race? Arizona is a dead heat with the Senate race. Right now, there's a 53% chance Republicans take the Senate. And there's, they're making the case for a total sweep, both House and Senate. With some Republicans winning some governor's races. I like this article. Dems keep falling for superstar losers. And they talk about Beto O'Rourke. And also Stacey Abrams in Georgia. Democrats keep falling for superstar losers. It's true. Beto O'Rourke is going to lose again. Governor Abbott's going to win that race. All right folks, I will be doing Facebook Live later. I implore you to visit the website to petro.com. We have an interesting story up. It's about lack of transparency with the city solicitor in Central Falls and also with the media. I wonder, all this reporting about Ashley Kalis, eh, they're not they're not looking into everybody. Some people get a free pass, that's for sure. But tomorrow that's it. Tomorrow, the final debates. CD2, Fung Magaziner, and then 7 o'clock, the main event. Ashley Kalis against Governor McKee, who's coming on strong. All right, folks, listen, enjoy this beautiful Wednesday. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. I will be doing Facebook Live later. I'm telling you, visit the website, DePetro.com. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. Get out. WNRI, socket.